What's time for the DevCast? Episode three, Developer Tips and Tricks. I'm your citizen developer and host, Dan Smiley. And today on the program, we're gonna be joining John Newhoff and his team of developers over at Portspace Solutions as they guide us through their favorite tips and tricks for getting the most out of the FileMaker platform, getting it done quickly, getting it done efficiently. I learned some tricks I, I didn't even know I wanted to know. I just, I didn't have any idea. It, one of them was uh, selection fences, how to use selection fences in a different way. Keyboard shortcuts, creating your own custom keyboard shortcuts, how to use the uh, VS Code application for developing FileMaker code, how to use the MBS plugin with FileMaker, and several more really great ideas that uh, I hope you find them as interesting as I did. So stick around, we have a great show for you today. Okay, so for our developer tips uh, section here for everybody, I'm gonna start off with looking at um, pretty simple uh, thing that I quite like in um, FileMaker. So I'm gonna share my screen. Um, having some historical roots doing fourth dimension development, um, I was, there's a couple things that are really easy to do in 4D that uh, that for a while I didn't realize you could still do in, or that you could do in FileMaker. So I was excited when some of these, um, some of these capabilities were, uh, showed up for me. First is, is uh, selection fences. Um, we all know that you can draw um, a fence around uh, your layout here like this and select different things. So if I wanna select everything that my fence touches, all I have to do is click and drag and I can and I can select all this stuff. But what if I want to select something that's not um, that the fence isn't touching, but instead that it encloses? Um, like if I want to select this guy here, uh, and I'm drawing up here, I'm selecting all the stuff that I don't really want. Um, but if I if I hold down um, the command key, I can turn this fence gray, and instead of selecting everything that it touches, it selects everything that it encloses. Um, and I find that pretty handy from time to time um, to, to select things that I'm enclosing instead of things that I'm touching. God, that's awesome. That, yeah, that's a really handy <laughs> I did one. not have, is the shift I, key? Is that what it is? The uh, shift it's key? The, it's the command key. Command key. Oh my gosh. Wow, that would save me so much. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's, a, that's a really good one. The other one that I, re that I really quite like is um, the ability to highlight to select um, all the items of a particular kind um, by uh, holding down the option key. I don't know if my screen share is, um, my screen share showing pull down menus? The top no. of the screen, no? So I'm gonna change my screen share here to share my entire screen. Um, but if I select this uh, task field, and hold down the option key and go up to the edit menu, the select all option changes to select same. And now I've got every field on the layout selected. Um, or alternatively, if I, if I click on a, a text object and hold down the option key and go up to the edit menu, select same, all of the text objects on the layout are now selected. Very nice. So sometimes I find that quite handy, you know, if I'm, 
now it's, hopefully I'm using themes and styles appropriately, but um, or the object editor, but but sometimes I, f I find it handy to be able to just select all the text objects if I want to change the font uh, or the size a little bit. <laughs> those two uh, those two selection tips I find pretty handy: the ability to select same and the ability to select enclosed items with the fence instead of selecting touched items by the fence. I can see using that in a list view pretty easily. Like if you're doing one of those, uh, all the fields have a common um, conditional formatting or something. So you, but you've got oh, a button yeah. underneath all the fields. You can just select all the fields and yeah, yeah. conditional formatting. That would work well. Uh, so those are my couple little things, Andy. Uh, Want to take over? Sure, sure. Yeah, let me uh, show <clears throat> keyboard shortcuts really quick here, because this has really changed my my daily workflow. Um, and so on. Uh, this is for Mac uh, Mac OS. Let me go ahead and share this. Okay, so. Keyboard shortcuts for FileMaker. So currently, so to, to create these in macOS, first of all, we go under our system settings. Under keyboard settings, we hit keyboard shortcuts. Um, <clears throat> app shortcuts. And then here you'll see FileMaker Pro. And you can see the existing ones that I already have currently. So I've always wanted a keyboard shortcut for the script debugger and the data viewer because those are my daily drivers. Yep. Um, right. And so and and FileMaker does not give us by default for whatever reason does not give us by default uh, keyboard shortcuts for those. Um, so I've implemented my own keyboard shortcuts. You can customize it uh, however you like. So currently, if I go into FileMaker and I want to pop open the script debugger, I don't have to go up here anymore to the tools menu and do that. I go control shift S, boom, control shift F, S, it'll close it again. Control shift D, there's my data viewer, hit it again, it's gone. Um, so it's as easy as that and you just name it whatever whatever it is in the in the drop down menu here. So I have one for the security now as well. So if I wanted to go in and edit security, I hit control shift Z, boom, I'm in the manage security dialog. Um, and then, uh, so I'll go ahead and go through the process of adding a new one. I've always, I kind of want one for a new window. I, I don't know, I don't know about you guys, but I like to pop open new windows occasionally. Oh, yeah. Yep. Oh my uh, God, this is brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta say that, you know, this is like, ah. This is yeah, this is easily one of my favorites. This is under the yeah. keyboard preference? Yeah, yeah keyboard preferences, um, app, app shortcuts, um, and then FileMaker Pro. So I'm going to go ahead and put new window in here as the title. And then I'm just going to make my own keyboard shortcut. So I'm just going to do control shift W for new window. Uh, punch that in. Um, and Are you sure you don't want function control option shift <coughs> WKS? <laughs> make it simple. I just, whatever, you, <laughs> whatever you do, just I just say keep it consistent. Um, Reminds so me of the keyboard shortcut for... So let me do this right this time. New window, <laughs> you have to select FileMaker Pro at the top. That helps. Um, and then do your keyboard shortcut, whatever you like it to be. Boom, there you go, new window. So now I go back into FileMaker. I want to pop open a new window here. Boom, there we oh. go. I don't have to go in there. 
So, you know, it's just whatever you use the most, add a keyboard shortcut for it. Like it, it just it just makes your day that much easier. Love mm -hmm. it. Love it. Awesome. Love it. Something it's funny how this. you just forget about <laughs> I just totally yeah. like I played with shoot keyboard shortcuts years ago and then like it totally just yeah, forgot about it. Like <laughs> <laughs> Well, oh, we've, awesome. uh, man, back in the system eight days, I was using speakable items. Oh yeah. So, speakable uh, items. That was <laughs> open new window. <laughs> of course we'd like to challenge it by doing stuff like open all and see how it handled itself. So the one I'm sharing, uh, it's actually external to FileMaker pro, but still used with FileMaker. Um, so my ID of choice is VS code. There's actually, I don't know. Can you guys see? The data yep. viewer? Yep. Okay. So <clears throat> in FileMaker, sometimes we have to write crazy calculations. Sometimes we don't, or sometimes we're just debugging, uh, you know, advanced calculations. Um, this is the function of a, or this is a let function, right? Um, FileMaker will generate it for you. Well, the same is true. There's an extension um, just called FileMaker extension uh, in VS Code, which essentially does the same thing, but there's also formatting. So um, all the expressions are saved, but let's say you know you're going to format that let function every time in a stacked direction. You don't want to do that. Oh. You can essentially oh. do those types of things here, wow. copy out your expression, and then go back to your data viewer and you have a quickly formatted <laughs> that's uh, really what, this way. So and you can where, you, you create and save those formats? Oh um I don't is that know. part of the there's probably a way that you can edit these, but these are actually uh pre-built. So there's, wow. there's a bunch of them that uh that the person who wrote this extension uh actually created a bunch of you know variations of those. Okay. So they have like inline and then stacked. Um, but that's for all of the all of the FileMaker functions. Oh my god! Do they have so... a semicolon left, semicolon right? <laughs> I, I knew that was going to be asked. Uh, no, they do not. <laughs> <laughs> At least I'm not. I have not found that. But another tool that they have. So let's say we're formatting JSON. Uh, we'll take this. All this JSON. Let's throw it into this testing calc. And we know we need to format this. So we're going to actually create this object, let's say in FileMaker and FileMaker syntax is JSON set element. Um, well, there's, there's a built-in function inside of VS Code with this extension that allows you to just select an object and format it uh, for FileMaker. Oh, Taking wow. anything Whoa. that was present in that object and then setting it. So you, you don't have to manually type everything that you want to test with for the for an object. You can just grab an object you know has worked for some kind of API you're testing, and then format it for FileMaker. <laughs> wow, interesting. That's pretty sweet. I, yeah, it's well, also great for testing calcs. So this is just like a obnoxious calc from another client file. Uh, why you would do it this way, you probably wouldn't. Uh, but if you're designing someone else's solution, and this is the 
method that they chose to, to design something with, it makes it really easy to debug in an IDE versus trying wow. to figure out everything inside of the FileMaker expression window. Um, yeah, no kidding. <laughs> and that's oh, yeah, VS, VS Code? Yeah, so VS Code is the, the IDE. It's uh, Microsoft's VS Code. It's actually a pretty popular IDE that a lot of people are using. Um, and it's free. And it's free. free. Mm -hmm. Yep. And and where where so is this calculating a result for you? Somewhere. This this calculation that we're looking at. Yeah. Yeah. So this is actually inside of a. So this is actually in a table on, set on a field. <laughs> so this is a field calc. Wow. Uh, at, wow. at the table <laughs> level, that that's evaluating to like um, basically a long. Uh, piece of text that's uh, uh, used in a um, in a web viewer as sure. like a paragraph formatting. <laughs> and just if anybody's not already using this, like for example, me, um, code.visualstudio.com will get you to a yes. download page. Um, oh yeah, and where's the okay. where's the plugin you're using? Uh, yeah, that was my next question. Where's that plugin? Oh yeah, yeah. Sorry, I did not share that. Let me <laughs> throw that on there. Just a sec. Okay, so um, not familiar with VS Code? They have a bunch of tabs down here. One's called extensions, and you can actually just type in. It's the only extension for VS Code, <laughs> but luckily that they have one. You can just type in FileMaker, and there'll only be one found. Um, this is the extension for VS Code. So you can wow. install it and just start using it. It actually gives you some examples of how you can use it. Uh, there's just, you know, a couple of brief things that it tells you about, but uh, it's pretty extensive. So people that worked on this, actually, uh, there's mention of some libraries that were used, like uh, Matt Petrowski's repo apparently provided some snippets from like the actual code that's in here. So some of it's, you know, some other developers have worked on it and contributed to it. So it's, it seems to be supported pretty good. Um, the last update was probably in August. So it's not like actively updated all the time, but it's still pretty good. <laughs> no, August is pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Well, it just took me about three seconds to download VS Code and install the, <laughs> the FileMaker wow. plugin. That's cool. Well, shoot, awesome. man, uh, we could just end right there. That was awesome. <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. Here, uh, let me show you one of my favorites, which is the the object menu. I love this thing. There's, it's it's simple in concept, but it helps so much, right? It's just like everything else we're showing today. So one of the main things I use it for is like we have this layering thing going on over here. Here, I'll use John's trick of the command button, right? So uh, so these two objects are layered on top of each other and they're right here. Uh, one of them is a checkbox for when you're in find mode so you can find something with images, but it's hidden in browse mode so you just see the image in browse mode, right? But in layout, you've got both of them. And so if I wanted to, to uh, get in there to that container, I could come over here and just hide uh, those two items here, I need to highlight just what I want to hide. So if I if I hide those, then they're gone from layout mode, and I can then get to my container without 
you know, having having any trouble. And of, of course, this is a very simple uh, version of that, but you get the idea that if you've got a ton of layers, or especially if you've inherited layers, um, you know, if you've got stuff like this, you can highlight a section and see all the layers. First of all, that's that's one of the main things when you're uh, reviewing something that you've inherited is finding out. Wait a minute, is you know what's the truth here? And then just being able to say, okay, hide that for me so I can see um, see everything that's behind it. You're not hiding there. There we go. Right. So super powerful stuff. You've also got right click menus uh, over here, and so you could um, you get different contextual menus uh, depending on what you click on. So, you know, you can rename things, you can do conditional formatting and script triggers right from here. So you're not having to even go through the layout and and figure out, you know, how do I get to the thing? Just come over here and, and apply the, the formatting from here and then hide all other objects, hide objects in front, hide objects in front. But I mean, this is it's so nice just to have this at a click rather than uh, having to fumble our way through through layouts or, you know, however however you've done it in the past. Uh, but, and then you can reorder stuff, right? So if you want to, uh, let's say I put this behind the container, right? So now it's on a different layer. And uh, you, it, it's just simple. You don't, have to, you don't have to click around in the layout and possibly mess things up. You know, you can just do it from a, a controlled environment off to the left side. And it's, it's super helpful. I mean, it's, simple and that's a short demo but but it's powerful yeah i rarely use the uh the what is it the the position uh tab in the on the right menu i forget what mm -hmm. that's called just because uh that objects tab is so much easier to, to to for positioning you know layers and naming objects and naming objects is super important i don't think I think it was a while uh, after that was that came out uh, the, or that feature came out. Uh, I didn't realize that when you use the get layout object um, uh, syntax, uh, it, it it only returns names or objects with names that are actually named. So I try to name as many important objects as possible using that uh, that objects tool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It also opens up uh, more opportunities in programming or in, the, in scripting. <clears throat> When the yeah. objects are named, it's much easier exactly. to like get to that object. Yeah. <laughs> well, so mine mine actually is a is a little bit of a play on um, a little bit kind of what Jacob was. Maybe we we'll reorder these, but mine is basically <laughs> the one of the favorite ones is using the let statement yeah. inside the uh, expression window. So, um, you know, going up under tools, data viewer, and Lol. then creating a new we, watch. We don't have yeah. to do that now. <laughs> I know. I, I need to put in my, my shortcut. Keyboard shortcut. Yeah, well, I, I love the keyboard shortcut. I think the problem is, is I'm a lot of times I'm on, I'm using, you know, remote desktop uh, on a Windows server mm. or, you know, whatever uh, yeah. to, to work on stuff. And so um, when I can do it on my Mac, I'm really happy. But But sometimes if you get dependent on the tools and you're constantly changing environments, it's it's a little tough. But um, so it's pretty straightforward and it falls in line with what Jacob was talking about, but, um, but I'll just write out a, a let statement really quick, put my variables in there. And this would be so that, you know, we were going to say, do something I can, you can then attach it to the different 
references for the record that you want it to be on and, and get your output. Um, but I'll be able to put fake data in there, you know, to be able to see my let and see how it's working and, and just draw out my variables. So really straightforward, but super helpful. Saved me so much time for debugging once I started using it more regularly. Yeah, I like how we've been working together for years and you still don't know how my last name is spelled. <laughs> I, well, I was just joking about that. I was like, well, how do you spell rain? <laughs> yeah, so uh, execute SQL, this is a, a lovely place to do that. Yeah. Especially yeah. if you're uh, if you're the type that loves the inner and outer joins and all the all the bells and whistles that you could throw in there, you've got to have a place to work that out. This is where I start, like if I for write a while, which I yes, oh, I use whiles. <laughs> I know I use them. I'm <laughs> still not like used that. to the while syntax, man. <laughs> I can't do it without the data viewer. Yeah. So yeah. pretty straightforward. One. Pretty yeah, easy. So I, like I usually list it so you know I break out each of my variables that I need to attach, put those at the top, and then have any sort of conversion process in the middle. And then I'll always do the final line that doesn't have the closing one as the output at the end. Um, and you can, of course, always, you know, the other part is this is just random stuff that I always end up having to do. Uh, and the disable lines. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like put a, yeah. put a return character in here so I can see the different values that output and. Yeah. So on, so I do the same same thing uh, let statement that I put JSON variables in there and then I test calls to the JSON in the let statement itself just to just to verify that I'm working with the correct JSON object. Oh, global. Uh, yeah, globals oh. or just even in this while the script is running, you can open this up and you, oh, you okay. just keep your template in your in your data viewer, you know, your 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 let statement in the data viewer and reference the variable names that you use regularly. It'll it'll display those while the script is still running. Yeah, yeah. So it's a good way to. I do that one too to see what your variable states are. Yeah, as, as well while the script is running. Like I'll I'll do it, and sometimes I'll just like pull references to the different parameters that are need to show up in the script, and so I can tell what they're supposed to be, what they are, and when they get changed, and then just keep monitoring it while you run the script and walk through your script steps. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, these are basic stuff for the <laughs> for the uh, expression viewer, but, super, but it's just so helpful. handy. Yeah the, yeah, the point the point is made though. This is when you're getting into complex things and you have to figure out what's going wrong where. This is the place mm -hmm. to do it. Yeah, and also uh, keyboard shortcuts. Option seven will give you the pilcrow. <laughs> you don't have to click on the pilcrow button to get the return character. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, my goodness. Op option seven. Will <laughs> wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. Option seven? Option seven? Wait, I, need seven? This. I need this. On this. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, man. Wow. I've been looking for that for years. <laughs> hey, Brad, that's a big <laughs> one. Years. <laughs> oh, man. That is a good one. Wow. Okay, let's just go home now. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> we can't. Joe's got something. Yeah, I was going to say, Joe has to follow that one up. No, sorry, Joe. Yeah. Well, looks <laughs> like, yeah, mm -hmm. you guys have to listen to me talk for a while. I'm just putting the I'm putting it into the chat now too, just because I'm so excited. Uh, yeah, that is a good one. Option seven. Man, seriously, option seven. That's why we that. do this, guys. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's hard. It's hard to know everything.
Oh, uh, Joe. But Andy's trying. Yeah. He's uh, trying. To okay. Not very hard. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I used to try hard to learn everything. Now, well, look at know, this. It's been it's been decades since I've tried to learn things. So, <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <clears throat> okay, so you've heard me talk about the MBS plugin because I'm a big fan of it. Yeah. Um, and one of the reasons I like it, especially uh, the free version, you can um, uh, uh, colorize the syntax in FileMaker. FileMaker does, uh, you know, I can't remember, I think it was 18 where they introduced that feature to, uh, where they do that by default. But the MBS plugin does, uh, does a really a deep dive into uh, customizing or into just having a better uh, syntax, uh, colorizing for all the syntax. Uh, based on types and variables and just whatever the syntax is, you know, they kind of group them together. Uh, but uh, another layer of that is they allow to uh, customize the uh, uh, the color palette that you've that you've selected um, to use. So you get the default is fine and it's pretty well uh, real really well balanced uh, in in light mode in you know normal um, coding environment, but in dark mode is where it gets a little tricky. Uh, so they added some color palettes to the latest version of this uh, syntax colorizer. And this is available on GitHub. I can, uh, I'll post a link to it, uh, but it's a free download. Well, MBS, you know, there's the, the free version of the plugin and then there's paid version. Even This is even supported in the free version. So it's a really handy tool. Um, and this, uh, syntax colorizer, you know, there's not much to it. Uh, it's basically just running uh, some MBS code to apply colors to different um, uh, uh, like character matches or like value matches. It's all it's like doing a pattern count and then and then changing the syntax uh, for the for the text that matches the pattern. But um, the fact that it gives you this palette that you can go in and I've I've taken a palette that I liked and then uh, customized just a few of the script steps. But just the fact that literally every one of these, um, you can you can choose the color um, for, for each individual syntax. So I, um, I changed the color for this, the plugin script step. Uh, so I know, uh, you know, plugins that I'm, when I'm using them, I've got a little bit more of a, it was just like a grayish white color uh, so I wanted those to pop a little bit, uh, but even things like to-dos and testing, you know, it, it finds these patterns for, for test and changes this, the, the color to match, note, fix me, bug. Uh, it does all of that um, uh, in, your, in your script. So I'll open up a script. Now it comes with, the, the syntax colorizer comes with an example of every possible script step so you can see what they <laughs> look like. Uh, so that's really handy. Um, but then, uh, you know, just a general, what a standard script. So this is just our, our favorites file that we use. Uh, but this is generally what it looks like. And in dark mode, this looks really nice. Uh, you know, I've kind of gotten used to seeing where it highlights the if, um, uh, all the if, or if script steps. Yeah. Uh, Elsys, you know, it does the whole bit of highlighting those, and then I can see where they easily are, um, you know, within the script itself. You know, generally, this is a smaller script, so generally most scripts are, la are larger than this, uh, and we can see the whole stack. That's um, really nice. Uh, colorized. But, yeah, if I wanted to, you know, if this was a bug, um, 
and then we've got all of our bugs are highlighted. Uh, the one I use the most is to do, you know, this, um, and it's all like a goldish color. Um, so simple things like that. Uh, and for for a guy who likes to, you know, really customize his environment, which I do just to make things easier for me to to see. Um, I, I don't like wasting time searching for things, even though we do tend to search a lot. Uh, so having little things like that to make things stand out uh, just helps adjust that much more. And since we've got a tool to apply the colors, it's really nice. All I have to do is, you know, select it. I can go through and, you know, there's different color palettes in here. Uh, and then all we have to do is uh, apply palette. And it just, you know, it runs a set of scripts uh, to apply that palette. and there there you go it's all wow all just and that's that's what the free version of mbs right yep free version that's amazing that's, that's a, yeah that's really nice really, really handy super that, nice of them to make that free um, that really makes you want to pay for it doesn't it it really does <laughs> yeah can you share a palette i mean i know you're you're applying a palette that comes with it but if you customize a palette can you share it yeah, so I can export this palette oh, and then send it to whatever, and then we and can then import it. it. Yeah, Ooh, yeah, that's yeah. Cool. Very cool. Um, and so there, there's a number of other tools that are available with the MBS, MBS plugin to to do different controls uh, and such. But I think this is probably since uh, personally this is the most uh, used, and because I. I don't change the palette much anymore, but I know that it's so easily available. Um, this uh, this individual file it kind of just lives uh, in a place where I know it exists. Yeah. Um, awesome. The other the other tools aren't aren't as used as much, but this one is great. <laughs> well, thank you for taking the time to join us for the DevCast. That's all the time we have today. I hope you found some of the tips and tricks that were presented by our developers useful, as I did. If you have a topic you would like the developers to cover, you can email us. The address is info at portagebay.com. You're also welcome to call us. The phone number is 425-481-8175. Until next time, now let's get back to work. <laughs>